Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who like to take big pieces of wood and make them smaller. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. All right, it's Wood Talk number 379 for May 1st, 2017. On today's show, we're talking about router cut mortises, demystifying plywood, solid, or ply for a bathroom vanity. And uh, we'd like to mention that today's show is sponsored by a very special company, one of our favorites, Brusso Hardware. Be sure to check out Brusso's Photo Extra Newsletter. This is a weekly update from Brusso dedicated to customer-submitted photos. Brusso's customers work on detailed projects including ring boxes, humidors, keepsakes, gun boxes, and furniture, of course. It's an excellent source of inspiration for your next project. The newsletter is short, quick, and has great photos. It's also delivered right to your inbox. To sign up, visit brusso.com slash photo extra, all one word. That's brusso.com slash photo extra. Uh, Matt, what do you have great to say about Brusso? Okay, so <laughs> I used their knife hinges on a TV cabinet that I made about five years ago. They still work. <laughs> the cabinet has not fallen apart. They have not fallen off yet. Good news, everyone. <laughs> Great. I just figured I'd throw that on Matt and see what he did with it. Uh, good you job. I'm quick today. Yeah, I, that was really Take well that, done. Mark. Hop the tail right back at you. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right. So and, I, uh, I used to have a box in here that had Brusso hinges on it, and I think it must be in the master bedroom now. So, sorry. Honestly, what's going to happen is if in like hundreds of years when the wood just eventually disintegrates, you're still just going to be left with a nice little pile of beautiful Brusso brass hardware sitting there, like untouched. Right. And and there'll be a post about it on what exists for the internet then about, you know, ancient wood shop found. Yeah. And look, this guy just put all these beautiful hinges to waste. He should have used them in a project. <laughs> That's it's right. Just a big pile of hinges. The only thing left intact are the, the cockroaches and the Brusso hinges. They'll still be there. <laughs> That's a good marketing slogan. You like that? So so tough. It, it lasts as long as, as roaches. <laughs> yeah. So you can use that, Bruso, if you want to. Just yeah. uh, you have your people talk to my people. Uh, all right. Speaking of people, we'd like to thank a few for helping us out over at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash woodtalk. And let's see. We've got John Fitzgerald, William Graham. We got a question from William uh, that will, or uh, I think it's like a what's new we'll talk about later. Grant Feldman, Brian Rupert. Chuck Rice, Mike Savoy, Jamie Ray, and John O'Brien. So thank you so much, folks, for helping us out. We really appreciate that support. And if you go to patreon.com slash woodtalk and look at the different ways you can contribute, the different levels you can contribute, you can get some cool stuff back. And uh, it's our way of saying thank you for helping support the show. And of course, we'll also mention your name at the top of the show like we did for those fine folks. All right. I think we should get into it. Promise not to pronounce it correctly. I do promise that. Unintentionally or intentionally, I, I will never reveal my secret. Uh, but let's get to what's on the bench. So I'm working on my dining chair still, got the legs done, had a really rough rough week with the family and uh, uh, ER visit with Mateo. And it was just, uh, everybody was sick. Everybody but me and Nicole, actually. So my kids, my kids and dogs are all having problems. So it was just a really rough <laughs> week. Had to cancel Friday live and I was able to work this weekend, which was really nice just to, to kind of play some catch up and got the chair legs done. They look pretty good. 
But I'll tell you, you know, SketchUp just does not prepare you for what you're going to see in an actual piece, you know, especially when you're talking about curved legs that then get rotated. So you need to see what is the effect of that curve as we rotate them around. What does that do for the splay of the back of the chair? And that's kind of what we're, we're confronting at this point. It looks, looks pretty good, but I'm uh, talking to one of the, our guild members about he's kind of building along with us and seeing what his results are. And he wants more splay. I may want a little bit less. So it's kind of fun with this going back and forth prototyping thing. It's pretty neat. Uh, but nothing dramatic going on there. Uh, I did get to play in the snow in very late <laughs> April, almost May. So that, that nice. was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, thankfully that outdoor table was finished. So when it had eight inches of snow sitting on it, uh, I wasn't too worried about it, but here's the thing when it snows this late in the season, obviously this is a a common thing around here. All, well, not all, but most of the trees now have leaves on them. So what happens when they get dumped on with big wet snow, it just breaks branches all over the place. So I got my Cremona on and I took my little tiny one-handed reciprocating saw from Milwaukee, battery powered. <laughs> I went out there and I was cutting logs, baby. Now, granted, they, they were twigs and branches and it was just a tiny little saw. But I real, I kind of felt like Ramona for a little while. <clears throat> did you quarter saw them? I did. To, I did. Of course. You know, you know why not? If you're going to do it and you give it to the garbage man, you may as well have it looking good <laughs> while you do it. So. That's going to that's gonna be like the new trend. Like if you go on Instagram, there's a couple of guys making like really miniature tools. Yeah. That'll be the new thing. Miniature sawmills. Yeah. Well, you know miniature, what I'll do? Miniature lumber. I'll just go get Cut some toothpicks twigs. and I could sticker and stack my twigs. <laughs> just oh, that little... just reminds me. I got a request for quote uh, the other day at the lumber yard for they wanted, was it maple? Yeah. They wanted maple logs sent to them like 25,000 board feet equivalent mm-hmm. to be made into toothpicks. Thinking, really? That's a lot of toothpicks. Dang. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it, right? Somebody's making so. toothpicks out there. Yeah, so, they're not yeah. they're not just falling off of trees, but that's weird. Yeah. I guess someone, you're right. Someone does have to do it. Well, crazy stuff. Um, Matt, what do you got going on? Wow. Well, I think before – I'm going to derail things real quick here before I lose this thought because I'm not going to have the mental capacity to remember to bring this up later. Sure. So I was doing some finishing last week. I was getting some finish applied to the mattress support slats for the bed. And about like maybe a third of the way into finishing, I realized I really had the pee like really bad, <laughs> like all of a sudden. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, I could like take my gloves off, pull my stuff down, go inside and take care of that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to stick it out. I'm ready into this. Let me stay out here and, and uh, keep finishing. Well, of course, when you have to go, you kind of like, your mind kind of wanders. And I was thinking to myself, how awesome would it be to have a bathroom in my shop? Because I wouldn't have to go inside. I could just quickly go in there, you know, unzip, let it out, mm-hmm. let it fly, you know, come back. And you're, don't have to go anywhere real quick back to work. And I was like, Mark used to have a bathroom in his shop. And like, as someone who doesn't have the have nots must think to themselves, at least I do. Like if I had a bathroom in my shop, there's no way I go back to not having one in my shop. And I realized Mark's not have a bathroom in the shop anymore. That's right. So I honestly want to know how it's affected you. And like from your perspective of having a bathroom, to not having a pot to pee in anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a pot <laughs> to pee in. <laughs> uh, it's actually not that bad because I'm really fortunate. And I guess maybe not everybody's house is set up this way, but mine, the way it works out is right inside that uh, garage door is our laundry room and there's a bathroom right there. Uh, and not only and not only is there a toilet and a sink in that bathroom, but the laundry room has a slop sink 
and it's a stainless steel slop sink. So, like, in case things get messy. Yeah, well, no, I'm not talking about like defecating in the sink. <laughs> I'm talking about the other reason why you want running water. <laughs> Way to go, Matt. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, if I need some fresh water to clean out a finishing gun or something along those lines. Not actually, you know, doing the poo poo and the pee pee in there. But yes, so to answer your question, it has not really affected me much at all because it is just a few more feet away and up a set of, you know, small set of uh, steps to get where I need to go. But uh, yeah, I, I and, and the shop's smaller, so it's probably about the same amount of walk, right? <laughs> yeah, really. <To> from- <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. And the only thing that I don't like about it is, you know, even though it is a slop sink and I can't poop in it, I, I when I do put finish and stuff or like I'm rinsing finishes or stains, it's still not, you know, it's inside the house. It's not something that I'm going to abuse quite as much as I abuse my slop sink in the shop. So I think more so, more than a toilet, having a slop sink is, I think, incredibly useful in a shop. And that, that I do miss not having immediate access to. Unfortunately, thanks to Matt, now anytime somebody says slop sink and cleaning up stains, yeah. I'm going to think something different. <laughs> Talk about derailing. Nice job, Matt. Oh, yeah. Thanks hey, a lot, Matt. I got, I got this for you. Yeah, and uh, you should probably just look into one of those like bags that you put on your your leg, and you just pee into that. There you go. You know what I'm talking about for long glue ups. I think it'd be good. A long finishing a, process. That'd be good. A colostomy bag, <laughs> like the, the the little bladder that thing that people put like when they go to a sports game or they're going someplace where they know they're not going to be able to pee. You know that type of thing. You're not familiar with that? Look it up. <laughs> It exists. Oh, I don't want to. I'm good. I feel like- <laughs> you just pee pee in a little little funnel, and it goes into a tube and down your leg. Keeps your leg warm. Wow. <laughs> in those cold Minnesota days, you'll be fine. <laughs> wow! Please tell us what's on your bench, Matt. Oh my god! Oh my- please, please save this. Bring it back. Oh, are we talking about woodworking again? Oh we man! Yes. Ah, I gotta breathe. <laughs> Work it out. <clears throat> oh, whoo, ha, all right. So the next project that I'm working on is the the high boy, and I am in the earlier stages of planning for it. Uh, last week, I spent some time kind of going through like the Internet and some books and kind of trying to find uh, something I like or trying to find some parts of things I like to put together. And I realized that like every single high boy on the Internet all look the same, <laughs> like it's incredible how similar they all look. Yeah. Because like on the on a high boy, if you want to stay pretty, I don't know, minimalistic or simple to the design, there's not a whole lot of places where you can like change things up. You basically have like the lower rail with the carved drawer above it, and then the carving on top. Maybe the finials will be different. Mm-hmm. But like I swear, every single high boy I've seen, they all have. Well, people in the watching live can see this, but like this one here where they have the carving on the bottom and that kind of translates into the lower rail. The lower rail has a scoop in it to follow the scoop in the shell carving or the fan carving or whatever. Mm-hmm. They all look like that. So I'm kind of at this point now, I'm like, I was like hoping to like maybe make something that's a little bit different, but that's going to be a lot harder to accomplish something that's like somewhat more unique, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's been fun to kind of go through things and like this, the book I have here is Building Period Furniture by Glenn Huey, which has a high boy in it. And then I also picked up this, um, I guess it's like a prince of like museum pieces or like private collection pieces to look through. Um, the one that Glenn built in this book is actually based off of two that are in here. 
So I can go back and see the two that he based his off of and kind of go from there as well. But it is going to be a, actually I think it's going to be a really fun project. I'm actually really looking forward to it. There's not, it's, it's simple, but it's like complex at the same time because it is just simple, like casework, mm-hmm. but there's that fun or ornamentation side of it as well. It's also large. But, I think any physically large project like that tends to be a little intimidating to some people if they've never tackled them before. Mm-hmm. Well, in a sense, it is. I mean, it's like seven feet tall. Yeah, it's large. It's like four, te- four <laughs> feet taller than you are. It is. Really, it, is really so t- it is taller than I can assemble in my shop. <laughs> so yeah, that's an interesting thing. So what are you going to do about that? Well, it's, it's a lowercase and uppercase. So yeah. they will never sit on top. One will never sit on top of the other one in the shop mm. until I get them out of there. But see them side by side. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's cool. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. And I, and I wonder too, if you did divert too much from what people expect, like you said, you, you search for it on uh, Google images and you get things that all kind of look the same. You sort of run oh, that I mean, risk like, of exactly the same, like yeah, copies exactly the same. Yeah. All those same like every, trademark elements that you expect to see. So you got to wonder if you did completely go out on a limb, would people like it? You know, would they be like, Oh, where's this? Where's that? All the stuff that they're expecting to see there, you know? <laughs> It's, 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 it's scary. Like how, if you look at, if you go out and look for like Queen Anne high boys, just yeah. look at the, on the lower case, the lower rail, they all are like exactly the same. They all yeah. have exactly the same look and they all have the same exact curves. And you're like, okay, how do I make this somewhat unique without going too crazy with it? So yeah, don't make them curve, right just there. make squares. That'll look good. Oh, I can do like three by three block legs yeah, instead just, of cabriole legs. Just like, every, square everything skip off. Skip the carving. <laughs> skip the carving. Use yeah. the, the square stock. Good to go. Just call it modern. It'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Just call it modern. <laughs> nice. Well, either way, man, I'm looking forward to it. Getting excited. I want to get my chair done so I can watch you build this thing. <laughs> it's going to be you awesome. come over and watch? No, no, no. No, I'm just waiting for you to send me the no, videos. No, no, no. Uh, by the way, sending me the videos well ahead of time. <laughs> hint, hint, if you know what I'm saying. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yes, yes. <laughs> nudge, nudge. He's only going to come over if you install a slop sink. Because right. <laughs> I got to have somewhere to pee. So, yeah. Just don't make it make too it. high because it's difficult to swing it up oh. there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to well, get that arc yeah. angle right. That's, all. <laughs> that's true. But then you're always <laughs> at the end. You're in trouble no matter what you do. Matt's pretty short, though. So you probably have the same issue of like trying to go to the bathroom in like an elementary school bathroom. Or- <laughs> yeah. Like the there toilet, is no the problem. To- the toilet's in Mateo's daycare. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect uh, height for me. And we've come back. Good to All right. Full circle. Back to the potty yeah. talk. Uh, that was my fault. Shannon, what about you? Um, building some drawers and um, taking um, taking solace in the fact that I've, I've spent a lot of time recently just kind of doing, well, like Matt was saying, like the decorative elements of something. And it's kind of actually fun to go back to like the meat and potatoes of a project, just building drawers, a couple boxes, dovetails of the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a um, overlay drawer. So hardly going to say, is it crazy, but you know, a little wrinkle there. And the fact that you've got that rabbit and the, uh, dovetails put into it but um it's easier not to fit it yeah exactly like there's (laughs) it's so much easier i don't have to like worry about gap or any of that stuff i (laughs) I was realizing that going man this is easy i should do all my drawers overlaid like this that and the fact that the dovetails are half blind so like most of it's unseen Mm -hmm. so it's like you can undercut the crap out of it and still have it be perfect but (laughs) um it, it occurred to me you get to that point in your woodworking where 
like you don't really need a whole lot more tools, but you're still picking up tools and you start to find yourself picking up like highly specialized tools for very specific things. And drawers are one of those things where I have a plow plane that's specifically for drawer bottoms. It's a fixed fence that creates a quarter inch groove, a quarter inch deep, a quarter inch from the bottom of the rail. So it creates drawer bottom grooves. Mm-hmm. I have a panel razor that specifically raises small panels for drawer bottoms. I'm thinking, oh, nice. <laughs> like, this is what's happened. Like, it, it's no more I need a jack plan or I need a couple extra chisels. It's, it's like now I need, you know, a tool that only does this one very specific thing. But boy, is it fun when I can pull it out. I, you know, you just like crank out this stuff because there's no setting of, of anything. No setting of fences or depth stops. You just grab the plane, plane and told stops planing. Same thing with the drawer bottom plane. So it's like, I don't know. I guess that's the next stage in my woodworking evolution. Just start to buy more and more specific mm-hmm. single use type tools, you know. I can see that That's in like cool. the power tool alternative being having like two tools, the the router table always set up with a flush trim bit and then another yeah. table saw always with the dado stack. Right. I, I right. thought like Multiple I would never be able to do it. Up. Yeah. I thought yeah. that that would be a great thing. Like for efficiency, if you were in a production shop, that would be awesome to have. Yeah. Well, and I think ultimately as like hobbyists, you know, we tend to, we're all over the map with the stuff we build, but like you look at the guys that do, you know, the first thing that comes to mind are Windsor, makers but chair makers in general look at brian bog shop he's got specialty designed um router jigs that do this the weird angles and things like that and if you really specialize you can totally geek out on like the the single purpose type tool Mm -hmm. you know and make it as as foolproof as humanly possible sure it's kind of fun it was just this weird thing where i've been kind of on a on a kick about you know utility tools and stuff and then i look on my own cabinet go yeah I've got a plane that does nothing but plow grooves for drawer bottoms. <laughs> and I have a panel razor, which is a luxury tool to begin with, but not just a panel razor, a drawer bottom panel razor. Like, right. Yep. I'm see, the problem. Not now the I kind of want one of those drawer bottom razors. Yeah, see? Dang you know what I mean? Shannon. <laughs> you get to that oh. point where you're like, well, because the tool, the tool lust, the tool acquisition disorder never goes away. Oh, yeah. it doesn't. You just run it's out just, of stuff to buy. Right. Nobody, well, nobody like, tell you otherwise. Everybody. My Veritas shooting plane. The last thing I needed was a dedicated plane for a shooting board. But <laughs> it's just awesome. You know, and don't get me wrong. It works better than the other planes I was using for it. But, yeah, I totally didn't need that. But I kind of did. You know what I found <laughs> helps with this, though? If you can get into other things, other maybe hobbies, but stuff around the house. So because... I just moved from a place where I never really had to worry about cutting my lawn. We had a service for that. We actually did have grass in Arizona, uh, but it was just too hot. Well, now there's all kinds of yard work that needs to be done. And I'm satisfying my tool desire by getting like gardening <laughs> tools. Loppers. And the way I used to like go around, you know, Rockler and just walk around, yet just that feeling. Like that you Milwaukee get. reciprocating saw? Yes, yes. And I can, I can now go to Home Depot and walk around the gardening aisles and just be like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's so cool. Ooh. And yeah, it's, it's kind of scratching that itch for me, but in a completely different area. It's true. I just went out and bought a new fly rod. So yeah, I'm, I, I feel you. Now it's like, okay, well, what do I need to go with that? Right, exactly. Because that's just what I need is another fly rod and yep. another reel. That's, and next yeah. thing you know, you're laying in bed, you're watching how to mulch around the tree videos, and it just gets out of control. <laughs> I could pretty much say with certainty that that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stand yard work, Yeah, man. you and your allergies. 
Well, yeah, there is that. You know, you I developed a grass allergy for those that don't know. Like I think when I turned forty, mm-hmm. and it, I fought it for like a year, and it would be like I'd cut my grass, and I would be just physically ill for like a week after it. Finally, I was like, hmm, I wonder if they're connected. Hmm. I'm gonna have to let Nicole know that I've uh, I've developed go. a uh, laundry allergy, and uh, <laughs> let's see what yeah. else. What else do I not want to do? I have a vacuuming uh, allergy. I just can't do it. I pick out on hives. <laughs> okay. Let's get into what's new. So we've got uh, first one here is from Builder Bill. This is uh, William Graham who sent us a, a donation and he wanted to share a link with us. He says, I ran across this a year or so ago and I, when I was researching kitchen knives and I now own and love a couple of Hinkle's version of the Kramer knives. It's a playlist that features a small craft businesses. This is raw craft. If you um, have seen that. It's like a pretty good little show there with Anthony Bourdain. Uh, So it's a whole playlist of the episodes. He says, there's only one furniture maker and one luthier in the 10 videos, but I think it's fascinating to see all the different places that handmade is succeeding despite our mass production throwaway society. Anyway, thanks for doing what you do. And uh, we will put that, that playlist in the show notes for you guys. Yeah, that's, that's a great series. It really makes you want to have like someday I will buy a custom tailored suit. Right. I'll Just because to, I don't know when I'll be able to afford that, but like speaking of things that I really want, because I know what went, went into it now, mm-hmm. I want that. There you go. I want that experience. Yeah, I mean, it sounds fun. I don't know what the hell I would do with it though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You would, measured you by would, a tailor. You would experience look definite cuppage. You would look so good though. You, you think like, so? Guaranteed, look good. You know what? Like, there's, there's, it would be perfect for you. You know what? If I don't look good, you don't look good. Isn't that one of the? men's warehouse things or something like that. <laughs> How ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Custom tailored suits to men's warehouse. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's the yeah. same thing, right? All right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Do you guys like Bourdain? You watch some of his shows? Oh yeah. I think he's I've great. i watched this with him. He's his very uh, good in this. parts unknown is fantastic. I think it's on Netflix right now. So for anyone, I mean, it's about, it's more about travel and food and stuff like that and uh, different countries and it, it's just very informative i really like it i don't know about you but travel is about food for me so. <laughs> why else travel than to taste different well food? i mean it would, it, heather and i will talk about you remember that trip and all of our trips are defined by you remember that place where we got the great sangria oh yeah, yeah. you know our entire memory is based upon actually that was it drinking is, it is a huge sound. well that's part of it though it is a huge <laughs> part of it when i think of our trip to hawaii last year most of my memories are around some of the coolest food experiences that we've had I guess when I think about our trip to working in America, my only memory was how long I waited for dinner that one night with you guys. <laughs> That's, That's right. True. That was a long wait. So long oh, that uh, your son started to, to freak out. Your wife had to leave. It was a mess. <laughs> and we didn't even have appetizers or anything by then. That's right. And then the skier guy bought us dinner. <laughs> right. See? There you go. Now that's a good memory. All right. All around that food. Is a good memory. All right. Everyone's smiling. That's right. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. So next one is from NJ Wood. Hey guys, thought you and our fellow listeners might like to listen to Norm taking part in his first podcast. Found it via design-milk.com, which is a site worth checking out occasionally. Only occasionally. <laughs> the link to the podcast is cleverpodcast.com. Whatever will have the link in the thingy. That <laughs> uh, is the Clever Podcast. All right, keep up the good work. So I listened to the first four minutes of this before we started recording. I thought it was very good so far. I was listening to Norm's backstory. Um, that's as far as I got, but mm-hmm. you know, Norm talking about his life. I think everyone would probably enjoy that. The article that accompanies it's pretty cool because there's some like old timey photos of like young Norm, which is well worth checking out. Like little Norm in diapers working with his granddad, like on a in a trailer, and 
little Norm standing with his dad building a house, which is pretty pretty cool to see. Is that really true, though? Is that his first podcast? Like no one's said. gotten him on a podcast. That's yet, what huh? I asked Matt before we started. I'm like, why isn't he on a woodworking podcast? And he's like, well, because no one probably asked him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's, that's right. true. Maybe yeah. we should ask. <laughs> We're all afraid. I'd, I would be really intimidated to have the guy on the show. Yep. And I'd probably make I would, a, a fool I would call out of myself. Sick that day. Yeah. Matt can't be here. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it looks cool. Talk, I talked to him about that one episode when he used a hand plane. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Remember when you did? Remember that time you used the chisel? That was so good. Oh uh, yeah, the good old. It got me started. I am the woodworker I am today, using all hand tools because the one time you used the chisel. <laughs> Actually, I think the best best thing you could say to him is, you know, I could have built that stuff too if I had those tools. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. If I had that that ten thousand dollar wide belt planer or uh, sander, I'm a dummy. Yeah. Okay, let's get into our kickback here. Uh, first one is from James. He says, this is only partially wood-related, but I just wanted to let you know that I've been listening for a few months now and uh, enjoy your show quite a bit. High quality, yada, yada. Funny, yada, yada. Inspiring, blah, blah, blah. Oh, literally says it. Yes, okay. it does. <laughs> I'm, just not, I'm not doing this myself. <laughs> I was going to give you some crap. I was all, I was nope, I'm not pounce. cutting him short. These are his words. I pretty much right. agree with uh, the general praise that others generally give on a regular basis. But I have to say, I think your show may have just now jumped into my number one position. The deal was sealed when I was listening to episode 377, and Shannon made a reference to both Sam Goody and Red 2 within the span of just 15 minutes. This is when it really struck me that you guys are really something special. <laughs> oh, wait, do you, wait, do you listen to this episode? We talk about stains and slop sinks. Yep, pooping in the slop sink. Well, there's our title. There's the title. Oh. There's a title for the show. <laughs> All right. So maybe next time my message will actually be about woodworking. All right. We look forward to that, James. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Well, this one comes from Kyle and is also not related to woodworking. He says, thanks to Mark. I don't think I can eat another banana again without having to take a shower afterwards. <laughs> Somebody sent me a screen cap. Oh, I, Matt's I, got a banana. I can't mm-hmm. remember who it was, but on Facebook, someone did a screen cap of me enjoying my banana during the show. <laughs> And right now, Matt is waving his banana at the camera. For those who can see it, yes, it's a banana. For those who can't, use your imagination. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever suits you. <laughs> Just imagine what I mean by Matt waving his banana. Yep. <laughs> hope, hope see, no... and now we broke Matt again. It's his turn to talk. Yep, five Come minutes on. later, he'll be back. It's we like can... a giant paragraph, too. <laughs> I did that on purpose. People say you don't talk enough, so I gave you more text. Yeah, someone else's text. That's right. <laughs> Which are very good at reading, if I recall oh, correctly. Oh, terrible at reading this stuff. All right. Oh, I need some, like, calm down, like, phrases and, like, Goose breathing exercises. Yes. Breathe in through Ready the nose, go. out through the mouth. Hey, we're waiting on you, Matt. I know. This is Suck an audio show, on. Matt. Just letting you know. I'm, I'm, see, I'm trying to figure out the point where Mark will actually edit this. Uh, it takes quite a bit. I think curse words are probably the only thing these days. Oh, dang. I was thinking like really long, awkward pauses. Or if I have to leave to go rescue my dog, stuff like that. (laughs) All right. This one is from Graham. I thought I dropped you a note so you could shout at me for being a complete arse and hopefully to let other potential idiots know not what to not. idiots not to do what I did. All right. I'm relatively new to the whole woodworking thing, though I've always made stuff in the DIY sense. Last week, my wife asked me if I could make her a couple of bits to use for flower arrangements, basically a bit of a birch log split along its length and a trench cut out the outside, sort of like a trough to stick water in. 
having knocked up a knocked up hey knocked up a router jig. <laughs> How far along is that router jig? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even stop myself. <laughs> hey, Rada Jing, how you doing? Previous project. Thanks for the idea, Mark. I split the log, oh, nice. double stick taped it down, and got my biggest router bit out. Sadly, it wasn't long enough to get the depth required. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, thinking it <laughs> must, must resist. So, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you need me to finish this for you, Matt? I got it. Just a second. This, although I feel that the next part seems hard to say, too. So thinking that it's held in by the collar by a lot of metal, I loosen it off and pull it out about a quarter inch or so. Mistake. It lasted well while it was while it was tickling a small amount. <laughs> it's like a serious safety point here right now. And Matt's just laughing at laughing this guy. Laughing through the whole thing. Control yourself, son. Someone here is just a literary genius, all right? It's not me, all right? I just read how awesomely put the stuff is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's tickling the last small bit of wood off the bottom, but as soon as it touches side and put the full length of the cutter in contact, there's a clunk and clutter, shot out the machine. And the clutter, the oh, cutter, shot out the machine. Fortunately, just clouding around in the trough rather than hitting anything important like me, Lesson learned and a new bit purchased. Oof. Yes. Yeah. You guys ever had that happen where you're like, it's not bottomed out and you pull it out a little bit and suddenly the I've, thing just pops out I, of the collet. I haven't had it completely come out, but like I've had it start coming out. But you're like, you're cutting. You're like, why is this cut changing? Why is it getting deeper? Mm-hmm. Oh, the mm-hmm. bit is vibrating out of the collet. Yeah. Oops. I had that happen That's, once with the router table operation, either. I don't remember if it was a mortise or doing a rabbit, but it was blind as I'm going through. And then suddenly it wasn't blind anymore. And I could see the bit mm. coming up through the work. So you quickly, <laughs> very quickly turn the thing off and be like, Oh, that's a close call right there. Well, the other thing is if you extend it too far like that, you can actually snap the bit. And oh, yeah. I had that happen to me with one of those solid carbide, mm-hmm. like up flute, uh, bits. Oh man, actually in my, my Rubo build, it's on film, <laughs> kind of like Matt uh, Vanderlis dancing uh, palm router. Oh, yes. But, oh, yeah, the, the thing like snapped off and bits of like flying carbide went like whipping across the room. Ooh, terrifying. Mm-mm-mm. Very All scary right. stuff. <clears throat> so we don't have an update, but I'm going to play this anyway. Shannon's Lumber all right so tell us what's going on this sounds exciting well first of all there is a little bit of an update we did talk about that plywood or excuse me the the softwood Mm -hmm. tariff like a month ago it is official now so for those of you that missed some of that last week the um uh all all softwood coming out of canada now costs more yay but you heard it here first people we were we were ahead of CNN by a full month on that one. Hey-o. Um now th- there are always every single week my inbox fills up with questions about lumber. Like what about this lumber? Buying this lumber. How do I do this? What do I do with the lumberyard? What's the lumberyard etiquette? So what's, what's lumber? <laughs> what is lumber? <laughs> what's lumber anyway? Um so this Thursday night at six o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, I am gonna go live from the lumberyard where I work and just gonna 
kind of do a lumber Q&A. Um, I did a dry run of this, if you will, with uh, my hand tool school apprentices last Thursday. So the tech part was surprisingly strong. I mean, we're talking broadcasting from an iPhone with no Wi-Fi um, and and running like the chat room via my tablet and all that stuff. But it actually worked out really well. Um, quality came out pretty good. So I'm looking forward to just firing up the cam and say, hit me with lumber questions. It could go disastrously wrong without any particular like agenda, just kind of waiting mm-hmm. for people to ask questions. But based on the number of questions that like we even have waiting in like the Wood Talk form response, the number of questions about lumber. And, and, you know, if I can demonstrate or illustrate kind of how lumber is graded or how it works, how it runs the lumber yard, stuff like that, I'm happy to do it. So hmm. uh, Renaissance Woodworker channel, you know, YouTube and live, like that's all they love is live right now. So I'm sure you'll have no problem finding it. If you subscribe to the channel, you'll probably get a notification when I go live. But six o'clock Eastern daylight for those of you on the West Coast. I'm sorry, but I have to do it when it's actually daylight outside. What a jerk. I waited. I know. I waited until nine o'clock to accommodate you guys. It's inconvenient for me. Well, (laughs) sucks to be you. (laughs) So what what kind of data plan do you have? Uh, Because I've done a few live things on my data plan and I get myself in the trouble pretty quickly with that. Oh, you mean like going like, over? Yeah, like caps. Oh, I'm I'm unlimited still. I have like the old grandfathered AT and T unlimited plan. But then they change like, that to like eventually you get knocked down to a lower tier of speed where you still get data, but you get. If I get throttled. knocked down, I get back up again. Oh, that's, a, that's a good down. plan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh. I like the way you think. I like your positivity. Like, my tub thumping moment. Yes. Um, you know what? No, I mean, I haven't granted, I haven't done a lot of live, um, via the phone other than like the quick two minute type thing. But I mean, this last Thursday I went for what? 55 minutes. It was supposed to be an hour. I was actually early for once. Wow. But, um, then again, I haven't gotten the bill. (laughs) <laughs> we'll find out Thursday yet. So maybe I'll be eating my words, but no, I mean, I, I, sorry, tonight is canceled. <laughs> sorry. Shannon got is now bill. costing us a buck 75 a minute, which is much more than those 900 <laughs> numbers I used to call. Ew. Ooh. Did oh, I say that out loud? I did. Didn't I? Yeah, you did. All right. Let's get <laughs> into our voice. Trying to beat the Sam Goody red tube reference. <laughs> right. Constantly working. Um, actually we don't have any voicemail, but if you want to leave us one, you can do that. Just call us on Skype. Wood talk online is our username. And you can also email us a voice memo message. I think that's actually the best way to do it right on your phone. Uh, Wood talk online at gmail.com is where you could send those. Let's get into our email here. There was actually somebody who left us a comment or a forum response or something like that saying, how do I leave you a voicemail? I don't have Skype. That's how you do it. Pull out the voice memo app on your phone. If you don't have a smartphone, then mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Or get Skype. I, I mean, I if you have a smartphone, you. you could just get get a Skype account and do it through that too. But uh, yeah, I mean, the voice memo thing is the easiest way, frankly. Yes. Okay, doke. And the highest quality as well. So let's get into our emails here. Uh, first one is from Mike. He says, thanks for making a great show. Looking forward to hearing Mr. Cremona's laugh again soon. Well, you got that in spades got today, my friend. You got that. What? You got plenty of giggles and silence. All stuff that makes for a great audio show. Okay. I have a router table. A uh, router table should be in quotes. It's a piece of half-inch plywood with an old Ryobi mounted to it. So what wow, I'm saying is awesome. it's fancy. Uh, the router has a quarter-inch collet. I'm trying to cut a three-eighths mortise for three-eighths tenons, a three-quarter-inch stock, and a quarter-inch up spiral bit. The problem is that it gets squirrely and feels a bit dangerous. I wonder why. Uh, and isn't particularly repeatable or consistent. My next thought is just to do one side with a router and then chisel the rest. Thoughts on the best way to do it without a lot of fuss. Okay. 
Here's the deal, Mike. First and foremost, if you're talking about a shop-made tool, put a little fuss into it <laughs> because you know putting a router onto a half-inch piece of plywood is just there's nothing about that that makes me go hmm that sounds good let's do that (laughs) do you know what i mean like it's it's too thin so if you're gonna do it at least go to three quarter inch plywood maybe even double up a stack and then put it on that so you have something that isn't going to bend and warp under the weight of that router Um, but i think in this case router table issues aside i think you could skip this if you just get an edge guide for your router I mean, I do this all the time when I'm showing how to do router cut mortises. Uh, you could just use an edge guide, balance it on the workbench, and chances are you have multiple pieces. So three quarters of an inch isn't very wide, and your router will tip on it. If you butt up a couple of pieces together, just did this on the, the front legs for the chair that I'm building. Put them together, and those other pieces will provide perfect guides and supports for the router to make the surface a little bit wider. And then you can just kind of plunge down and go. Now, I don't know that you have a plunge router that could certainly make this problem a little bit trickier. Uh, but that's why I think one of the best purchases someone can make for their shop in the beginning is just a, a decent quality plunge router because you could do so much with it. So that'd be my recommendation. Go handheld if you can, secure the workpiece, get some extra support, and make your cuts that way. If you're going to continue with the router table route, beef it up a little bit, man. Um, you know, Make it a little bit stronger so it isn't going to sag. And then worst case scenario, if you had to, you get to the point where things feel squirrely, sure, you can continue it with a chisel, but that sounds like a lot of extra work that you might be able to find a way around. So, and that is my advice. I will add. I'll add something to that for you. If it feels squirrely like that, I would just take a drill bit, drill out as much of the waste as possible, and use a router for cleanup. Mm-hmm. Because all that squirreliness is you trying to remove a lot of material with a tiny bit, most likely. Yeah, and also if you do that, you have to pay very, very careful attention to which face you're cutting with the bit. Right. Mm, if yeah, you if you clean point. out that middle material and then you touch the wrong face to the bit on the wrong side, you are going to have a serious problem. And I think that's that does get a little bit confusing if you're not thinking about the <laughs> directionality. Right. That's that can be very scary if you're not careful. Things will get very squirrely for you very quickly. <laughs> squirrely ain't the uh, answer. It's <laughs> a whole different uh, whole different the level. Squirrely there. missile. Yes, you will make a wooden missile. So, okay, Matt, you're up. <clears throat> All right, here we go. This one is from Phil. It says, last year I built a nice cherry bathroom cabinet as a gift for a family member. The case and door frame were solid cherry and the back was half-inch cherry ply. I've been doing woodworking from my basement as a hobby for a year now and have lots to learn. My question this my question is, this year the same family member would like a bathroom vanity to match the style of the cabinet, i.e. cherry. Do you think that a cherry plywood case would work here? Matching the two pieces is important. The finish would be shellac topped with a few coats of water locks or would I need to build the case from solid cherry? I'm not sure I hear too much about vanities built from solid wood. Maybe I just keep the door solid cherry and that would be enough to tie it all together. Your thoughts would be greatly appreciated. Love the show, Bill. All right, so I guess the major concern here is like the color matching. So if anything, you can try and pick up a sample of cherry plywood and see how that looks. Um, maybe it'll probably look pretty identical, at least with cherry. Cherry, especially over time, it all kind of mellows out and kind of all looks the same anyway. So if they're comfortable with waiting enough for it to be totally consistent, then like in a few months, they'll probably be fine. Um, the other thing looking at this question is like, is it okay to make a vanity out of plywood or is it okay to make it out of solid wood? I mean, my vanity is made out of particle board, so go for <laughs> it. If you want to make it out of plywood, that's better than the particle board I have. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of anybody really making like cabinets out of solid wood, but you totally could. 
it's just a little bit more work and maybe depending on the source of your lumber could be more expensive or cheaper um if you figure a four by eight sheet of plywood is like you know 32 board feet if you're paying less than two bucks a board foot for cherry you know you got a little bit more work invested to make all those panels but maybe it's cheaper mm-hmm. i don't know if i me personally it's cheaper for me to do things in solid wood than is to go buy plywood no matter how cheap that plywood is well but it grows on trees so yeah. it does grow on trees and it's basically free i mean you can get it anywhere yeah it's right there just go <laughs> get it <laughs> yeah just but, go to your neighbor's house and chop down a tree don't even ask him it's free night. You just try to clear up the yard for me, you know. You just fell a little Mark Spagnuolo going, and like, oh, I got trim some trees. I got my reciprocating saw. I'm gonna go drop this tree. <laughs> I got my battery charged. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I even got an extra battery. <laughs> you know what? My question here is: it, he's concerned about matching the pieces, so he's trying to match the. Oh, wait, he does say bathroom cabinet. Okay, sorry. Yeah. For some reason, I got kitchen cabinet on my mind. I'm thinking, who cares if it matches? One's in the bathroom, yeah. one's in the You'll kitchen. You'll never be able to see it together. It's totally different lighting. I mean, you know, I mean, you're sitting there pooping with the door open in the slop sink. You might be able to see the kitchen cabinet. That's but, right. And you need that view yeah. to be consistent. As it feels, feels to me like even if he did want to do it in solid wood, if especially if we're talking about like a classic sort of built-in alcove setup for for this that – it would be a waste to use solid wood, you know, like you want the stability and the sort of permanence that you get with plywood and the stuff that you see and interact with. That's where you want your solid wood. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I don't know if it's, if it's just like a powder room, but if Mm -hmm. it's like a full bath, it's gonna be a lot of moisture in there. Mm -hmm. You know, every time somebody fires up the shower, uh, the humidity is going to go through the roof in there. So something more stable would be good. I think so. Yeah. Well, speaking of plywood, uh, Greg wrote in. He says, I'm new to the craft. I'm not a true woodworker because I haven't done a mortise and tenon yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Love it. He doesn't Love have it. a badge. One of these days, I'll do it. Um, most of my projects are shop storage in nature. Can you help demystify plywood for me? I'm sick of the crap at the orange and blue home centers. I live in Oklahoma City. I have a woodcraft across town that I've been to once. I went to a lumberyard once and left with my tail between my legs. I hear about all these grades of plywood, like shop grade or cabinet grade. Where should I look to get pretty plywood, and what should I look for? Well, the first thing, Greg, is ignore the grades. Well, I shouldn't say ignore the grades. Things like shop grade and cabinet grade, that's a totally subjective term. Um, plywood grading is essentially a, um, well, hardwood plywood grading. I'm not talking about some of the the softwood stuff, the the potato chippy stuff that you're going to get at the orange and blue stores. Hardwood plywood is graded with a letter and a number designation. So A1 would be a good example. It's not just steak sauce. It's also high quality veneer on the face and a number one quality veneer on the back. So you could get an AA panel if both sides needed to be, you know, both sides need to be visible. But for the most part, plywood is one of those things where it's just only one face is really important i mean even in the case of like the vanity we were talking about in the previous question one face if it's built in is going to go against the wall so maybe you put the pretty face towards the inside of the, the cabinet but the other face is going to be invisible so for the most part there is face veneer and then there's back veneers and that's where the a1 b2 d3 whatever when you start to getting down into c and d veneers on the face that's when you start to see the shop grade designation come in because it's not as pretty and 
you can fall down the rabbit hole of exactly what does the A, B, C, et cetera mean. It, it's basically dependent upon the number, the percentage of allowable defects and, and what those defects are. The fact of the matter is when it comes to buying good quality plywood, you truly do get what you pay for. Um, so for hardwood plywood, you know, 65 bucks is probably about minimum. Um, maybe not minimum, but it depends on where you're on the country. But $65 for a th- sheet of three-quarter inch hardwood ply is probably about where you're going to find most of the um, suppliers coming down. So if you run into another hardwood panel and it's $45, something's different. More than likely, the maybe the face grade is not – maybe it's not as high. Maybe the face grade has been um, – has seams in it and the other one wasn't seamed or um, more than likely it's the core. Something is off with the core. Something is different with the core. There's less glue in the core. Um, There's all kinds of things. Making plywood is not any kind of top secret thing. You know, we know what the 11 herbs and spices are for plywood. And if you follow the recipe, you can get an expensive panel. If you need to reduce the price point of that panel, maybe you skip a few corners um, and you end up with a cheaper panel. So for the most part, if you're shopping and you have that 65 even $70 price range in mind, again, this is three, three-quarter inch hardwood ply, you're going to get a decent quality panel. If it's dramatically more expensive, you have to ask yourself why. Why is that more expensive? Is it a, is it a combi core, um, meaning it's got MDF and um, veneer layers cross-banded, which is – you know, really, really stable. Um, is it an MDF core? Is it a, a veneer core? Or what are the veneer faces? The veneer faces tend to uh, hike the price up more than anything else. So if you're looking for a cherry hardwood panel, you might just get a rotary cut veneer, or you might have like a quartered sequence match panel, which now suddenly you're in a $90 panel because of that face veneer is so much more expensive. So <clears throat> it's really a matter of matching price points. And you'll find that one supplier to another may have totally different plywood supplied by different people. But again, it's a three-quarter inch A1 cherry panel. But maybe the price point is different because one was from Columbia Forest, the other one was from somewhere else. Um, And Columbia Forest uses soy-based glue, which is now in a UF and can be sold in California. And, you know, you're not environmentally unconscious, unconscious? Not conscious. <clears throat> Some of us are. <laughs> Whatever. It's a it's an environmentally friendly panel, which brings its own price point. So again, focus on the price point. Um, there's really not a lot of reason for a panel to be that much more expensive or that much cheaper unless something is missing from it. As far as where do you go to get them? I mean, he was already there and went with his <laughs> tail between his legs. Right. That's so, where you need to yeah. go, and you got to figure it out. Well, and you need to have in mind, and this goes with plywood or hardwood, solid lumber, you need to know what it is you're trying to build. What's important? Do I need both faces visible or just one face visible? Are, are my edges going to be exposed? Like, am, am I going to ban my edges? If the edges are going to be exposed, then you want a top quality, one would call it a multiply, some people call it a euro ply. Now suddenly you're paying $110 a sheet for that stuff. Um, it all depends upon what you really want to do with that uh, particular piece of plywood. Um, but just knowing the A1, B2, B3, you suck my battleship. Um, also, the other thing to keep in mind, especially if you're new with this, is a lot of people may get the impression that they make every species in every grade. And when you go there, <laughs> yeah. what you're going to find is a lot of times the more precious the veneer is, you're not going to find necessarily like a walnut-faced uh, shop plywood, right? I mean, you might, 
but most places that are going to carry like a walnut veneer ply are usually going to have it in a higher cabinet grade quality because, yeah. you know, so, yeah. so that's the thing. Even if someone made that, you're probably not going to find it. So I think if you know what you want your veneer faces to look like, like Shannon said, in terms of not just the species, but quality, then you go to this place and say, what do you have that fits these parameters? And guess what? They're probably only going to have one or two options for you. Um, if you right. go in and say, I just need plywood, that's not going to be very helpful to them. And that's probably why you get kind of a sour look if, if you don't give them something to start working with. Uh, but they, but every place is generally going to have a fairly limited selection once you know what species you want. Uh, but if you're right. just going in there without that, you know, the sky's the limit. A lot of them are just going to stick to domestic species for the faces. Occasionally, you might find an African mahogany panel. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to a place like the the yard where I work, and we've got a, a wide variety of stuff because we deal with a lot of very high end home builders and cabinet makers. And you know, but we didn't start bringing in genuine mahogany plywood until we you know had enough enough call for it. Up until then, it was maple and cherry, mm-hmm. walnut. But again, he's right. You're not going to find a walnut-faced B3 panel. It's A1 all the way. Usually, you can also get into like AA and AAA, but that's a whole other fun rabbit hole to fall down. The other thing is, is plywood can be custom laid up for you. Um, now, it can get expensive relatively quickly if you're only looking for one sheet, but usually that has to do with the actual freight of getting it there. Shipping plywood is very expensive. If you're shipping a single panel, essentially you have to build a crate to go around that panel. So you're paying you know, 90 bucks for the panel and 120 to get it shipped mm-hmm. just to the store to go pick it up. But um, there's, there's many of an example where they – the places they're getting their plywood could very easily lay up a custom panel for you and maybe get it added to the next shipment. Now you've got to have lead time for that. But there's many of an instance where we've had a customer that needed something very, very specific. And it's just a matter of contacting our distributor and saying, we need that panel laid up. Can you add it to our next order? And then that weird panel comes in that's, you know, well, a Casser Ebony on you know, <laughs> yeah beautiful combi core panel and you know you're paying for that stuff but you know it's it's all possible to get it's just a matter of knowing exactly what you need for your project Mm -hmm. cool all right well we are going to do another show after this it's our email extra and if you're a four dollar or higher patron you get access to that over on patreon so that's patreon.com slash wood talk and today we're going to talk about jig construction things that you need to get it done i'm just going to bat that around a little bit smack it around flip it rub it you know you know what i'm talking about matt let me get my banana out. Setting you up here. Get your banana ready. Oh, there's my banana. Okay. Uh, and if you want to support the show, of course, Patreon just mentioned that. You can also set up a recurring donation through PayPal. Uh, you can do that at woodtalkonline.com. And also, t-shirts at twwstore.com. You can find some great Wood Talk t-shirts. And uh, let's see, leave us a review in the iTunes store. doesn't cost you anything. Just uh, find us there. Click on ratings and reviews and leave us a nice five-star rating, preferably. Shannon, how about you give them the contact info and we'll get out of here. This week, we want to know what you do in your slop sink, and you can tell us by leaving us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is Online, or you can call us at 623-242-5180. You can use our fancy contact form at woodtalkshow.com slash contact, or just go to the website, woodtalkshow.com, and leave a comment right there. You can find us also at thewoodwhisperer.com, renaissancewoodworker.com, and what's that in my slop sink.com. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> It's a Snickers bar. I, I don't know if you'll find us there. <laughs> you might find something, but you might not like it. It'll be good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and enduring this, and uh, we will catch you next time. <laughs> That's a good word for it. <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks for making uh, it to the end. <laughs> oh, man.